This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, before we jump into the show, guys, I got to tell you about the best mattress I've ever slept on. It's the Snooze Flip Mattress. And why it's so great is because it's four in one. You've got a soft side, you've got a firm side, you've got a warm side, you've got a cool side, and you can mix and match to find the combination that is perfect for you. And I found the combination that is perfect for me. I go soft and cool. Uh, and, uh, and it's been the best night's sleep I've ever gotten. Trashed my old IKEA mattress and uh, went with the snooze flip when they hooked it up and i couldn't recommend it more to you guys so check it out test one out and if you use the code dnvr you can save up to 500 dollars on a queen and up to a thousand dollars on a dual split king with an adjustable base that's also adjustable base goes for the queen as well so check them out snooze flip try out their four and one mattress <laughs> Emergency DNVR Broncos podcast on a sad day in Broncos country, uh, a day that a lot of fans are upset, a lot of fans are just sad, a lot of fans may be excited, uh, and I think there there is a whole lot to process here. There's a lot of layers to this, a lot of emotions. I mean, I'm with people. It, you know, it, my first reaction is it's sad. Uh, to me, it's the end of an era. The end of an era for who I would argue is potentially a top two Denver Bronco of all time, probably a top three and definitely a top five Bronco of all time, but I think any ranking you could create. Uh, and he's not a Bronco anymore. Uh, and that's going to feel weird seeing him suit up uh, in Los Angeles Rams gear. Of course, the Broncos send him to the Rams for a second and a third round pick. Wearing those ugly ass bone jerseys. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, He'll make him look better. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be weird. Um, and it's definitely sad today that, that this era is over and we've got a lot to talk about, but I guess to start, I just want to get your guys' initial reaction. Cause for me, it was shock. I, we talked about it yesterday. I said they should do it yesterday. 
I didn't think they were actually going to do it, uh, and they did. Zach, what was your reaction? Yeah, shock, but uh, also more so, Ryan, you said a lot of sadness in Broncos country, and we're certainly seeing that, but I think this is a good day as well, and you can be sad and realize that this is a good thing at the exact same time, and I think that's where today is. A lot of mixed emotions with this, but the reason it's good is because this is the biggest direct sign from the new management the Broncos have from George Payton showing the direction of the team and where this is going. Guys, if this is John Elway, this trade does not get done. The Broncos, you know, maybe they're looking at Geno Smith next year to bring in after his uh, good performance yesterday. They're trying to trade for maybe Ben Roethlisberger because that's what we've seen Elway. He doesn't want to rebuild. And when you trade away your Super Bowl 50 MVP, the guy that's been with you for 11 years, the number two overall pick, your highest paid player on the team, when you trade him away, you're sending a very clear message that we are rebuilding. Now, maybe not a complete rebuild, but they are rebuilding. They are looking toward the future. And that's something this team has so desperately needed. And this move sends that message more than any other move the Broncos could have made. So it stinks to see Vaughn go and play with the Rams this Sunday night on primetime football. That'll hurt. But then you'll start cheering for the Rams if the Broncos don't make the playoffs and the Rams are in the playoffs. Or heck, even if the Rams are in the playoffs, unless the Broncos miraculously get to the Super Bowl, you'll be cheering for them. And you'll also be happy with the huge haul that the Broncos got back to help them turn this thing around in the future. I'm glad that they're finally moving past the era of saying, let's try to replicate 2015 and try to build a great defense and have just enough offense, extract just enough out of the quarterback position to contend. Because I think they took the wrong lessons from Super Bowl 15 or Super Bowl 50. They Peyton Manning, yeah, he didn't have a great year, but he was still Peyton Manning. He was still able to win games with his mind, as we saw in the postseason of that year. But because he didn't do all that much over the course of that season, I feel like internally they deluded themselves into thinking, well, if we can get just enough out of Trevor Simeon, if we can get just enough out of Case Keenum and get that defense back to where it was, that we can mimic that. You can't. You tried and tr- you tried with Joe Flacco. You tried over and over again, and it just didn't work out. And unfortunately, really moving past that meant you were going to have to move your roster on the defensive side completely past that. You get value for Von Miller. Those two picks will help whether they are used on players or they're used as tradable assets to either move up for a quarterback in the draft in the first round or trade for a veteran quarterback, which I would say is probably the more likely outcome here. It is a change in philosophy that was desperately needed because the last five and a half years, it just didn't work. It didn't. And I think that to me is maybe the most disappointing part of this whole thing is the Broncos put in a lot of effort. John Elway put in a lot of effort to extend the Von Miller era. You know, there is a world. It's a very slim world where Von Miller wins Super Bowl 50. They can't get a deal done. And that would have been a total what if forever, right? What if they could have kept him around? Well, they went to great lengths to keep him around. They gave him a huge contract that I talked about this last week. I know deep down John Elway said, this probably isn't the best idea, uh, giving this much money to a pass rusher, but we can figure this thing out. We can, we can, you know, build this team around defense and figure this thing out. 
Uh, and to me, the biggest disappointment is that they failed. Um, they failed to figure it out with what they had in front of them. Now, it gets tougher, and we knew it would. Um, you know, in most cases, the best teams, their highest paid player is their quarterback. But the Broncos had an opportunity to hit on one in the draft, um, to do something like what the Rams did with Matt Stafford this year, while they obviously have Aaron Donalds on the books for a crazy large contract. Well, they were in the conversation, right? George right. Payton called the Lions. But in the end, they were never able to even give themselves a realistic shot um, at being great with Von Miller. You know, uh, Trevor Simeon wasn't even supposed to be the guy. They, they took a half-ass pick for Paxton Lynch, which they hardly researched traded up a little bit to get him, went in the late first round, which isn't risky. Then they turned to Case Keenum instead of going with someone like a Josh Allen or a Lamar Jackson. Then they turned to Joe Flacco. Then they turned to Drew Locke. Then they turned – who's a second-round pick. Then they turned to Teddy Bridgewater. And to me, it's like you never truly swung for the fences um, to try and make this thing work with Von Miller. Um, and and it, it didn't have to be a one-to-one, -one. this is about Vaughn, but it is about the Broncos, and I don't think they ever really gave themselves a shot to win in this second half of the Vaughn Miller era, and to me, that's, that's the most disappointing part of today. Yeah, it, it is, but now it's moving for the future and helping this team win, and guys, what the Broncos were looking at? After the first month of the season, Broncos are 3-0 and uh, after that first month. Then, if Vaughn, AFC Defensive Player of the Month in September, I could finally see a path where Vaughn ended his career in Denver, where he finished with the Broncos, where the Broncos go 10-7 and this year, make the playoffs, then make that move for Aaron Rodgers or make a, make a big-time move to get another quarterback in here. Then Von Miller's signing up because he says, look at where this team's trending, plus we now have a quarterback. And the Broncos are saying, we have one of the best player, one of the best defensive players in the NFL. We're going to pay him premium money to keep here because George Payton wanted to keep him. He paid him premium money this year coming off an injury to do that. But then the past four games before yesterday, it all fell off. The Broncos were losers. Von Miller had half a sack in those four games. Von went out of his way to say how he was going to wreck a game. Turns out that was the very last game he played in for the Denver Broncos. And, and he didn't and, 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 and he, he, he didn't. And I, I said before the game, I said, boy, if Vaughn doesn't live up to this, that could be the end of his career in Denver. And sure enough, it was. And so the, the realistic possibility of Vaughn Miller being a Bronco right now, if they didn't trade him today after this season, it wasn't much. The Broncos weren't going to overpay for him. And Von Miller certainly was not going to take a hometown discount to stay with the Broncos, who are going to be a five, six, seven win team this season. So for them getting a second and a third round pick back to just not have Von Miller for the final nine games of this season, it's a fantastic job by George Payton. Now, the Broncos do have to pay $9 million of his $9.7 million salary, but to me, I'll absolutely buy draft picks, and that's what the Broncos did here. You know, maybe I, I saw someone say that uh, that the Broncos paid a third round pick for or the Rams paid a third round pick for Vaughn, and the Rams paid a second round pick for the Broncos to eat his money. Great, that's yeah. a that's a fantastic move. I'm happy the Broncos did that. They had the cap space, they had the luxury to do that, and now you get two day three picks to help move up in the draft to get a quarterback if that's what you want to do. Let's assume Vaughn Miller's value the rest of the season is a third round pick. The Broncos. Paying $9 million for a second-round pick, that is $7 million less than the Cleveland Browns, Browns paid 
for a second round pick from in the, the Brock Osweiler deal four years ago. So you can argue on some level they got a little bit of a discount here. But you're gonna you're gonna need all of it. You're you're going to need all of these picks because you weren't in part of it is you weren't in asset accumulation mode before. Like for example, in the twenty twenty one draft, Chicago was calling every team starting with Carolina about moving up, offering a twenty twenty two first round pick to do it. Carolina said no. Broncos didn't bite. They took Pat Sertan. Now Sertan looks very good, but at the same time, where you're going into whether it's some form of rebuild or accumulating assets to trade for a top-level quarterback like a Wilson or a Rogers, you need all the draft capital you can get. Well, and Mace, I think really quick, Ryan. One thing that yeah. I think happened is George Payton did try to win this year. He tried yeah. to give John Elway's vision and Vic Fangio's vision mm-hmm. a chance this year. So yes, he didn't make those moves. Which now you say he absolutely should have, and he absolutely should have make, made those moves. Whether it was to draft Justin Fields or Mac Jones with that ninth overall pick, or move back because now he's admitting they're in rebuild. Mm-hmm. So he should have done that. Hindsight being twenty twenty, but he didn't have that philosophy until today or you know the past couple of weeks or the past couple of days when he's been exploring this trade so uh yes you wish he would have but now it's clear that he's in that mode now it is and i think now that hadn't taken months to come to that conclusion very very fair very fair and now that i think we uh, at least for me i'm starting to move past the sadness phase of this Um, you're, you're quick well, Man, I mean, you guys aren't really you, gi- you, 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 you guys aren't really giving well, me an opportunity here, so okay, I'm, I'm so trying it, to move on quicker than possible. It's denial. Was it denial? Anger? Bargaining? What's the fourth one? Uh, and then acceptance? Grief? Is there grief well, somewhere? Well, no, it is the four stages of grief. Well, they, <laughs> grief can't be one of those. Grief. Uh, anyways, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's it's the four stages of grieving itself, right? You guys aren't giving me much. Uh, okay, time denial, to anger, here. bargaining, depression, acceptance. Gotcha. I guess I'm already at acceptance. Wow, that's quick. Um, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm in bargaining. I would say. Um, so and if Mace is in acceptance, I was the one. He was the one yelling at me on the pod a couple years ago when I said the Broncos should trade Vaughn. <laughs> so I'm very much. In acceptance. I, ch- I changed a lot after the year without him. <laughs> Once, once they once they went on with George Payton, once they were starting to turn the page, I was, and you play the season without Von Miller, and at that point it's like, okay, fine, what are we clinging to here? Yeah, let's just move on. Anyways, a couple things. One, gotta tell you that we're presented by MSU Denver online. I wasn't uh, wasn't in the right space to tell you that <laughs> earlier. Uh, MSUDenver.edu/online where you can scope out all they have to offer. The absolute best place to get an online education, especially if you're looking to work a full-time job when you do so. So check them out, msudenver.edu slash online. Um, and, and yeah, as you move past this, it's a fantastic deal. Um, that is probably the one thing keeping Broncos country from being in a full-on tizzy today is George Payton feather in his cap. He did a great job uh, manufacturing this deal. And the idea, like you mentioned, of paying some of the salary to increase the the return, I mean, $9 million, what is that over the grand scheme of things? Especially if you get a player, let's just say you get Cortland Sutton with that second round pick, you know what I mean? Like, yep. that, the the trade there is fantastic. You get Cortland Sutton with the second, and with the third, you get Brendan Langley. And... <sighs> <laughs> I'm Justin wi- Simmons. Let's be positive. There we go, here. Justin Simmons. He was there a late first, third round pick, <laughs> and I think that um, you do have to give George Payton credit here. Like the one thing I haven't seen is people being mad at, 
him. No. I think a lot of people are sad. Some people are upset that the Broncos traded Von Miller. The one thing I'm seeing a lot is, how does Von Miller get traded before Fangio gets fired? Which, Fangio basically was fired today in my eyes. Um, but the fa- if you fire coaches midseason, you're just making all the other coaches' jobs harder. So, to me, this is part of the death knell for the Vic Fangio era as well. But you cannot be mad at George Payton today. He did something that his predecessor was afraid to do. And that is take the steps to rebuild this football team. Um, I don't, did the Broncos ever make a trade in the Von Miller era and, or in the John Elway era in which they acquired a second round pick or higher? No. Now they, mm-hmm. they the two trades, the two notable trades they made before the trade deadline were Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. But they were but both yeah. They did not get the second. And they traded down in twenty twelve and got and right, ended right. up with two second round picks in that year's draft. And of course those were Derek Wolf and Brock Osweiler. But obviously if but you're trading like for a player for a second round pick, no. If you are rebuilding, top one hundred picks are what you need. Today the Broncos traded a legend, but a legend on the very back end of his career for two top 100 picks, regardless of where the Rams finish uh, this season. And like I said, this is George Payton finally saying, all right, we need to rebuild. And the fact that he was he's doing this at 4-4 four and four gets him bonus points for me. Because as we talked about on the show last night, it really would have been easy for the Broncos to say, what do you mean? Everything's fine. We're 4-4. Four and four. We don't need to do anything. Let's let's keep it going. Yeah. But there are two teams in the World Series right now, different sport. But th- there are two teams in the World Series that basically did the same thing in the wake of mediocre results. Like yep. Atlanta went into sell mode when they went seventy nine eighty three. Yep. And yeah, it was painful in the short term after that. But look at them now. And, and this may- is why you do it. And maybe uh, some of us are. You know, we are all so close to this that maybe we're a little overreaction on how bad we think the Broncos actually are. But George Payton came in and said, I'm going to give this thing a chance. And it took him eight games to to realize what has been going on here for years, which is this team isn't very good. So I give him a lot of credit for saying no one's going to like this. You know, no one's, you know, fans aren't necessarily patting him on the back saying, good job, George, we love you. But he's saying this is the right move. I got to do it right now is the time. The value is right. It's time to move. Um, and he he definitely deserves credit for that and i and i think um hopefully now he has the opportunity to pay that off obviously the picks are only as good as the players you get with them yeah and you look at the broncos second and third round picks this year broncos second round pick javante williams he looks like a player and you look at their third round picks uh they they went more of the project route mm-hmm. in that regard so we can't necessarily say if baron browning uh, and Quinn Miners are good picks yet, but George Payton, he's been talked about as one of the better talent evaluators, so you want to get those, get that guy a ton of picks. So these picks are even more valuable with George Payton as your GM than they were as John Elway because as we talked about last week, John Elway was the guy who was going to woo people in from free agency. That was his strength. George Payton's is hitting on draft picks. And it's funny, you mentioned Javante Williams in there because we can get into this. I don't think the Broncos should be done. And Javante Williams mm-hmm. is, is one reason why maybe the Broncos shouldn't be done. And we'll talk about yes, that in the second segment. There's Quick. a big, there's a big possibility out there. Quickly, um, Von Miller has spoken. Mm-hmm. Uh, he spoke to our friend Troy Rank, who has of course been on the show before, in the parking lot at Broncos headquarters, uh, and we have the video here. Um, so let's take that if we can, Kale. 
Um, and uh, here's Troy Rank talking to Von. I'm a team guy. I've always been a great teammate, and I'm, I'm gonna continue to do the same thing. And you, you hope to be able to play right away. You know, you yeah, were close last yeah, week. I, I was close last week. You know, I hope to be able to. And I play this week uh, versus the Titans on, on Sunday night. We always have Super Bowl 50. Will that be? I always with? have Super Bowl 50. Um, you know, seeing the pictures when I was walking out, it just you know, it just made me tear up. You know, but we always got we always got Super Bowl 50. Uh, I always got Broncos country, and um, yeah. Is, keep going. is there hope then, as this thing you saw with Peyton last week, that someday there's a bow that ties where you're Ring of yeah, Famer, Hall of Famer? 100%. That's what it's all about, for sure. Thank you, Vaughn. Thanks, you're the guys. best. I appreciate Thanks. Uh, if that doesn't make you a little bit sad, <laughs> yeah, then yeah, uh, you yeah. guys are soulless. Yeah, no, that that definitely get, gets to you. And, you know, Von Miller spent about an hour, just over an hour after finding out the news, spent going around the building and, and saying goodbyes to everyone. And, man, I can't even imagine how tough that was for Von Miller, being in a place for 11 years. And not just, you know, George Payton and John Elway, but his teammates, but uh, everyone who works in the facility going around to them. I mean, that that that's his family. And, guys, the one thing that, you know, really hits hard but then also shows that this was a good trade was when he says we'll always have Super Bowl 50. Yes, that is something he'll always have. And when he comes back the last here, thing that and we have. exactly when he's inducted into the Ring of Fame, that will be the highlight. And that's always he's always going to be wearing a Broncos uniform when he's destroying Cam Newton and hosting the Lombardi Trophy. But also it shows that it was a good trade because that was the last thing that the Broncos have. And how far away are we from that now? The rest of the NFL barely can remember that because that is so far in terms of NFL seasons by now. So it just shows in so many ways that Vaughn is so loved, but it was the right decision. Yeah, you're thinking about, about it yesterday, watching a pretty lousy football game between two irrelevant franchises. The Broncos were relevant more recently than Washington, certainly, but uh, these are... These are two franchises that used to be linchpins of the league, and now they're afterthoughts. I mean, fortunately, the Broncos haven't devolved to the point of Washington, but you know what? Who's to say that they might not if you can't get this thing turned around? I mean, we were talking about it with reporters there from Washington yesterday that, uh, you know, Broncos still get 64,000 people showing up for a nothing game in Washington. <laughs> Washington used to have a season ticket waiting list in the hundreds of thousands yeah like the broncos supposedly have now it's the easy it's the easiest ticket to get in the mid-atlantic and that's kind of a cautionary tale for what can happen in terms of fan interest to a club if losing and ends up being persistent if organizational dysfunction ends up being persistent the broncos are kind of at a a little bit of a tipping point here between now and the next few months, especially with ownership coming up, that sort of thing. So they're, they're, they, they need to get this thing right. Yep. They can't, and they can't cling to the past in, try, in trying to get it right. I agree. They need to, they need to be about the future. We're going to eventually talk about what more moves the Broncos can have. Before we get out of this segment, though, I just want to maybe share a couple stories uh, about Von Miller. If you guys have anyone, any funny or cool ones that you want to share. I shared this on Twitter a little earlier, but um, I started on the beat, I believe, week 10 of the 2015 season. Maybe it was even later than that, week 13. Good time to jump in. Uh, of that season. 
And um, I was lucky enough to, with the help of the Broncos PR staff, get credentialed to go to the Super Bowl when they went there. Because I really didn't think I would. Um, but I asked them and they said, hey, you know, you've been working hard on the beat. Like, we'll help you out with this. Um, and so we get to Santa Clara. Uh, and I, was, I still really feel like the new kid in school. I'm like trying to make friends with some of the other media members. And uh, on the first day of media availability, Vaughn's got this massive crowd up at his podium. And I kind of like wiggle my way into the front of it, um, right as someone kind of leaves out. And in the middle of a national reporter asking a question, he sees me kind of like nestle myself in there and he just goes, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is uh, one of our guys from Denver. What do you got for me? And mm -hmm, I was just like, mm -hmm. man, like I didn't know he knew who I was. Mm -hmm. I had never really like directly talked to him, uh, mm -hmm. only like at the podium. And it was like I said on Twitter, it was like the first moment I, feel like, I felt like I was actually on the beat not just the new kid in school it was all it was kind of like if you are the new kid in school and then one of the cool kids like invents invites you to sit at their table and you're like oh okay i i think I've, i think i've uh finally you know fit in here so that was a cool thing and then you know uh so many times in open locker room i would just have conversations with vaughn and he was really cool about that and one of the first players i felt like i, I built a really good relationship just talking with you know we can talk about football or we could talk about life um and he was always super super cool Sadly, I think, you know, the losing kind of got to him uh, over the years and he wasn't quite as excited to see us media anymore. But uh, th th I'll always remember that he was he was really, really cool to me in, in my first couple of years on the beat. Yeah. And I mean, Ryan Vaughn was the especially when we had time of open locker room a couple of years ago. He was he was the people superstar mm -hmm. where he wasn't too good to, to talk to media, not just in group settings because he has to do that, but one on one. And, and we had a lot of conversations one on one or, you know, three on one in the locker room. And and Vaughn was always was always so nice. And uh, and just you don't see that from a lot of superstars stars and, and and I think Vaughn that spread throughout the locker room as well so from a media standpoint Vaughn was Vaughn was great including his uh his very interesting and juicy pressers that he would have yeah and the funny thing is as time went on I felt like in the last couple of years as things just weren't getting turned around there was a kind of a bracing degree of honesty from Vaughn that I liked some of that was you know, just maturity is getting into year nine year 10 year 11 you can and you've got some skins on the wall, as John Fox would say. So you can kind of uh, be a little bit more forthright. But uh, I felt like I mean I think back to even some of the stuff over Zoom. I me remember uh, one press availability we had over Zoom during OTAs, and uh, you know I, I sort of came to pride myself in a way of being able to ask a question that could get a swear out of Vaughn, <laughs> the ultimate sign of honesty. For a while, it seemed like I was doing a lot of that, <laughs> but I I admired the fact that he kind of led us into his emotions mm -hmm. that he, he, he opened the door for us. And Vaughn, Vaughn really yeah. grew up in Denver. Yeah. You know, uh, when he got here, he was, uh, a little bit of a wild child. He was, um, got suspended for it too. Mm -hmm. Multiple times. Mm -hmm. Um, and Texas wild child. Yes. You know, a little bit, a little bit wild, but loved all the, you know, loved the, the, the plaid flannels would wear the cowboy hats and that sort of thing. But, you know, he uh, he was not the, you know, much more mature guy he was when he got here. And, of course, DeMarcus Ware had a big part of that. But, you know, when we look back, I, like Vaughn grew up in Denver, you know, obviously in a, in a sense, not in a literal sense, but in a football sense. This is where, you know, he uh, he really went from super talented, to use the word again, wild child to future Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, and probably future first ballot Hall of Famer. 
uh, if he's able to, you know, produce with the Rams, like he probably will be able to do. And that's the other thing that I think is going to be tough for people is when he starts going there and he gets to go back to the old days when you're up 14 and you just get to go. I think you're going to see uh, some flashes of a younger Von Miller. Oh, and how about Ooh. the talent that he's going with? He has that secondary with Jalen Ramsey to, to make quarterbacks hold on to the ball. He's got Aaron Donald destroying the inside, and then you have Von Miller on the outside to clean it all up. That That is just such a dangerous situation. And you know what? George Payton did right by Von as well because there were a couple of other teams in the mix for Vaughn, and I'm sure they were all contenders as well, but boy, he couldn't have sent him to a better situation. Not only the Rams, who are a Super Bowl team, not only playing next to Aaron Donald, but L.A.? Yep. Come on, we know Vaughn has that short flight out from Centennial to L.A. all the time, yep. and now he gets to live there the rest of this season. And then also, I'm sure he has a deal in line with the Rams or will have a long-term deal in line for the Rams. I don't think the Rams pay a second and a third to let Von Miller go after this season. Depends on how it goes, but yes. I wouldn't be surprised to see something happen sooner than later. We don't even get to see how it goes. Uh, and, and then so Von gets to go and, and get paid there as well and, and or hit free agency if he wants to. And come back to Denver. Hey, hey he, could, <laughs> he could do that too. Uh, but really a sad day, a good day. And it was a good move for everyone involved. I mean, a great great move for the Rams. They are clearly all, all in. They have no draft picks until, I believe, 2033 <laughs> now. Uh, but they're all in, man. Um, Not the first time they've done this. Because back in the day, uh, George Allen, when he was their coach, and he did this in Washington as well, would trade every draft asset possible for veteran help. Mm. He always said, the future is now. Well, that's what got him fired from both Washington and the Rams because he trades so many picks and didn't win a Super Bowl. They've got so a super team. And for some they, reason... They do, but we know what happens. Don't with say it. Super, don't yeah. call it a super team. Hey, for some reason, of that. all the LA teams, they are by far the least hateable. Really? Like, just across all sports. Maybe the Angels, if we're counting them. I mean, it, outside of Denver, the Chargers are probably not very hateable, but I yep. think the rest yeah. are very hateable. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't hate, I have no hate, no disdain towards Depends how you feel about Stan. And I, yeah. Depends how you feel about Stan Kroenke, though. Well, I'm a Kroenke you, man. So. Yeah, exactly. Well, you, you place probably a don't. Bet. <laughs> if, if you feel about Kroenke, if your feelings on Kroenke are based on what they did to St. Louis yeah, and everything that has come out since then, then the Rams are as hateable but as But as it a gets. team, like no one is other than people in the NFC West, I don't think anyone roots against the Rams because they're in LA, which a lot of other teams you just you're just like, screw them. You know? Yeah. Lakers, Dodgers, right. that's fair. Do you hate the Clippers? No. See the Clippers. Uh, well, I don't know. After that playoff series with the Nuggets when they were acting all tough, <laughs> yeah, I guess but I hate them. But they've accomplished nothing. They still haven't they've gotten out of the conference. Pissing me off. Yeah. They still haven't gotten out of the conference semifinals. They've done nothing. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely less hateable than the Lakers or the Dodgers, but still hate them. Uh, anyways. And really, really quick, Ryan, just on a football note, Von Miller on pace for nine sacks this year. That wouldn't have been acceptable in, in my mind. Uh, again, he really cooled off these past couple games. He didn't get to play in yesterday's game. Maybe he would have you know, been on pace for 10 then. But again, the value is just insane because it's yeah. not like the Broncos traded a Von Miller at his peak. He showed flashes of that without a doubt the first three games of this season, but just I, I can't get over the value is so good. And yep. even though you have to note who you did this against, a couple of teams that back up quarterbacks, the last six quarters, how many points did the Broncos give it up? 17. 
It would have been 23 over six quarters if Chris hadn't blown it yesterday. Mm. Washington's kicker who has no trajectory on, on the footballs that he kicks. But still, 17 points given up in six quarters, and you did that without Von Miller. Got to teach that guy about launch angle. Maybe he can yes. talk to the Braves. <laughs> well, oh, you, yeah. you're not going to have uh, – he's not going to have much time for that. Ron Rivera asked if he's our kicker going forward, and he said, for now. We know for now is <laughs> River Craycraft the was the punt wish. returner for now. Von Miller was a Bronco for now oh. last night. Ouch. Um, all right, before we move on. Uh, also, something to last night about him not playing. Now we know. Oh, and that's what I was just about to remind you of. Yeah. When I asked you that question on the postgame, do you think there's anything about him potentially getting traded? I was fully expecting you to say no. That's like, I just didn't believe it. I knew it was, it was the right thing to do. I didn't believe it would happen. Yeah. So again, as I'm still kind of processing this, I think over time here, I'm, I'm going to be um, uh, feeling a lot different about this. And I think a lot of people will. But again, picks that you trade for are only as good as the picks that you make. It's very good. Yep. It looks great now. In a year, does it still look good? Yep. Absolutely. All right. Uh, Got to get to our DraftKings pick of the week here. And Zach, I think you have a topical one. Yeah, a very topical one here with my DraftKings pick of the week. I'm going in on the LA Rams to win the Super Bowl. Guys, I'm a little surprised that you they're the, the third best odds. I kind of thought they'd be right up with their with, uh, right up there with the Buffalo Bills, especially after this trade uh for Von Miller. They're at plus 650. The Bills are at plus 500. The cat or the Buccaneers are at plus 600 and the Rams at plus 650. Then you have a big drop off to the Green Bay Packers at plus 1000. Man, I mean plus 650. I I also like the Bucks. Maybe you put maybe a sprinkle half a unit on each or you know a couple units on each and and there you go. I think but they're going to do it as wait. a wild card or are they going to win the division? Um they're going to win the division. Wait, did you say yeah. plus 1000 on the Packers? Yep. Ooh. Is that your pick of the week? <laughs> no, my I've got one more left on my usual pick of the week because it's Game Six of the World Series tomorrow night. So you have to take Luis Garcia on the over under on strikeouts at three and a half going against the Atlanta Braves lineup. But my bonus pick of the week would be plus one thousand on Green Bay. Mm. That's just even without Robert Tanyan, and I think that's a key reason why those odds may have moved, even though they just had that big win at Arizona. They want to trade for Noah Fant. Because <laughs> you're keeping Albert O. I would. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, w- I would sell everything that uh, isn't a part of the long-term plans if I were George we'll Payton. Talk, we'll, t- we'll get to that. <laughs> yes. we'll get to that Wait, so, Ryan, really quick, because Mace, Packers shareholder at plus 1,000, taking the Packers. If I would say Packers at plus 1,000 or Cardinals at plus 1,000, here's 100 bucks. Where are you going? Man, I would generally go with the experience but it's not necessarily good experience for the Packers. Uh, you know, this is kind of your case against Aaron Rodgers. Ah. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, give me the give me the cards. There we go. Give me the cards. There the one go. thing about the Cardinals, though, competing with the Rams is it's possible the Cardinals may have to go through the postseason playing three true road games if the Rams go to Arizona and beat them. I think I'll take and this the, opportunity to yeah. double down on my uh, Arizona to win the NFC West. Um, stock even with Von Miller mm-hmm. even with Von mm-hmm. Miller also while I think everyone wants to see Von win another Super Bowl you either want Von to win another Super Bowl or like the Rams to fall apart and not even make the playoffs because of course that's higher draft picks mm-hmm. for the Broncos it's a good point um, so worst case scenario is Rams make the Super Bowl and don't win it then you oh. end up with a 31st pick in those rounds are you rooting for a team or are you rooting for a player if you're rooting for the Denver Broncos 
as much as you like Von Miller, you are rooting for the Rams to lose every game. Right. Which you're you're a Bronco yeah. fan, yeah. period. Yeah. Of course. Sorry, sorry, Vaughn, but there's value to be gained by the Rams just somehow falling apart, unlikely as it may seem. Uh, really quick, NFC division, uh, Cardinals minus 120, Rams plus 100. Oh. So they're saying it's close, but still giving the juice to Von Miller. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Of course, you can go over to DraftKings Sportsbook and get up to $200. Not up to. You will get $200 in free bets. If you pick any NFL team to win and get it right, just a $5 bet on one side. And if you get that pick right, you're going to win $200 in free bets. Um, DraftKings Sportsbook, where you can also get a $1,000 sign-up bonus when you use the code DNVR. Of course, you must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. The deposit bonus requires a 25x playthrough and restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Guys, we already know that Ball is a fantastic place to work, and they want to not just hire you. They want to give you a fantastic job at their golden plant here in town. They're looking to hire production technicians to help them in what they do, and this position is a frontline aluminum beverage can production process at Ball's Plant, and the company's offering an extremely competitive $27.39 per hour with potentials for increases at 6, 12, and 18 months on the job, and it offers exposure to a lot of other manufacturing opportunities in the plant, and the production technician's role touches on other stages of production making aluminum cans and ends, and that right there should be enough, but like I said, it's a great place to work. They have received award after award for just how great of a workplace they are. So if you want to get paid a lot of money, have opportunities to grow, get a great job at a great company, go to jobs.ball.com and search for Golden. Or you can text Golden to 77222 to find out more information. Go to jobs.ball.com and search for Golden. Did you say aluminum ends, by the way? Yes, I did say aluminum ends. That sounds interesting. I'm thinking of like like a Halloween costume where instead of wearing armor, you're wearing kind of it's made out of aluminum, perhaps. Mm, mm. And then an aluminum end is the part of it that you'd wear over your butt. Oh, mm. That wow. is a not weird a, thought. And you pop it open? Sure, why not? Pop okay. the beer in, why not? <laughs> pop the can. Hey, um, maybe all right. you've had a few to drink and you want to moon somebody. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> it's a wild Halloween party, isn't it? <laughs> it certainly is. Uh, anyways, let's move on here. Uh, and let's move on. Oh, well, that's what they did. They no, moved let's move on. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's move to a different topic here. Uh, similar, but different. Now that this has happened, first of all, is this the first domino in a series of trades that the Broncos are going to be making, selling the farm? Or is this a one-off or maybe a couple other small moves um, that you're going to see? Um, so let's start there. First, first domino in a long line of dominoes, or m- big move among some other small moves. Uh, it should be, but I don't think it will. It should be the first move of several. I think it might be a one-off, maybe one other deal coming. Yeah, and just in the NFL, you don't see big deal after big deal mm-hmm. after big deal unless George Payton's really serious about it, which, heck, if you're trading Von Miller, you should be serious about trading everyone else, especially everyone else that is probably going to be gone. Get max value for guys for not having them on your team for nine more games just like the Broncos did. But 
there may be something to that just being the first one of many more to come because today Vic Fangio said George Payton's had several conversations with teams, something that Vic certainly didn't have to say, something that George certainly could have told Vic, don't let anyone know we're doing this, but the Broncos let that out. That, that they were having several conversations uh, with other teams before the trade deadline. And then when Vic was asked, are you influencing, trying to get George to add guys or you know not take away from certain positions? He said, no, I'm going to let George do what he needs to what do. Maybe, comp- maybe that's why Vic said it because he's out of he, – he, there's nothing to lose. He can just go ahead and say it because he's not in the loop, sounds like, right? I, oh, I think Vic – this news mm-hmm. broke about 17 mm-hmm. minutes after Vic – after we stopped talking mm-hmm. to Vic – or no – 18 minutes after we stopped talking to Vic, Vic knew this was happening. Yeah, and it's all. Do you, well, I don't want to get into But those I'm saying types like that he doesn't have any influence over whether they make the deal or not. Oh, but probably. And yeah, he's yeah. probably like, well, yeah, sure. If I don't have any influence, sure, I'll say George Payton's having lots of conversations. Well, I, but, I think <laughs> I think it's you know it's good that he said it. You know, when, yeah. what does it what does a company do if they're having a sale? They advertise it. Right. And uh, that's I think a little bit of what the Broncos are doing here. And there's opportunities for other massive deals out there. Um, the most notable one to me, and the most interesting and definitely the most controversial one, say it. is that the New Orleans Saints Stop. just lost their starting quarterback, Jameis Winston. Of course, he Zach wants Trevor Simeon to oh, get the career. Yeah, Zach wants no swap. No, Zach wants yeah, Trevor. Sure. You don't want Trevor here. You he want Trevor. You I want, don't want Trevor. Yeah, I want no, Trevor no, here. No, you want Trevor to revive no. it. No, you, Zach, <laughs> hear me out. Me what I want. Zach, you want tr- the most out of Trevor Simeon's career, right? So you want him to play a half season or perhaps more with Sean Payton, someone who can revive a quarterback's career and pay grade. Ask Teddy Bridgewater about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you said the name. Mm-hmm. They need a quarterback. The Broncos happen to have a guy who went 5-0 and on their team, understands the offense, is loved in the locker room. To me, if I'm the Saints, I am absolutely making the call. Yep. Mm-hmm. The question is, would the Broncos make the deal? or And should they? Because I'll just answer this first of all. No, I don't think they will. Yes, I absolutely 1,000% believe they should because the, the Saints have to be a little bit desperate. And I think you could fleece him a little bit. I think you could end up trading a sixth to get Teddy uh, and turning it around and getting another third. A third. I think if the Saints, if they were desperate for Teddy, I think you can get a second. Then, I mean, with a bow, send him over. But why it's not going to happen is George Payton had the opportunity to force Drew Locke on this team and force him on the coaching staff earlier this year, and he didn't do that. So I don't think he believes in Drew. Uh, And now if he does that, that would be the ultimate sign of we are tanking really hard. I don't think George wants to do that on his watch in terms of see this team go from 3-0 to uh, one more win? Two more wins? I don't think it's tanking. It's... It would it's, be t- if you trade your starting quarterback, you are tanking. I just think you're not. You're saying we know what he is. He's not the future for us. Let's move on to the young kid. But you're tanking this year. Well, you're not. I, I mean, mean, you're I not. Think- tr- they're already not trying to win the Super Bowl this year. So by trading Von Miller. By trading Von Miller. If you thought you were going to win the Super Bowl this year, if you were, if that was what you felt like is the ultimate goal of this season at this point, you would not have traded him. So you've already made that decision. Keep on going down the road. If you get a three back, I'd do it. I would too. 100%. In a heartbeat. 
that's just good value asset management. I mean, I wish you could get a quarterback back in return, but get, you get Trev. Not like no, uh, no. not to be the starter, just you know, great solid backup. There we one. go, there we go. No. And yes, I w- I would do the trade. Ryan. I can't think I just, of a quarterback room. Lessons, uh, a lock, Simeon, Rippin quarterback room. Oh my god. Anyways, uh, <laughs> sorry. You, I don't think they're gonna do it, but I would. It makes a lot of sense, especially because the Saints are five and two right now. Right. Their season is absolutely still alive and george payton has said undefeated with teddy bridgewater yeah and george payton has said even at four and four the broncos season is not alive he has essentially Mm -hmm. said that yes Mm -hmm. and i think he's right the strange thing is the saints even at four and two i mean they might feel they might feel the same way about not wanting maybe they don't want to give up too much in assets even though that yeah they just beat the bucks but i don't think they sweep the bucks and the saints are saying okay what are we shooting for here Seed six, seed seven. They it depends on how much they believe in Trevor Simeon yeah. and conversely how much they believe in Teddy Bridgewater. And also I think it's how much that do they believe in Jameis Winston. If Jameis Winston is their guy going forward, they don't want to give up a second or a third just for this season for Teddy Bridgewater. But if they aren't sure on Jameis Winston and Which is also probably where they should be. And mm-hmm. yeah, fair. And also aren't sure if they're gonna be able to find someone in the draft, especially with where they're going to be drafting then they may say Teddy Bridgewater could be worth a second because maybe we, if he does go on a similar path of the 5-0, and o, mm. nine touchdowns, two picks, obviously probably not undefeated the rest of the season, but along those lines and he's that player, then we'll re-sign him. And, of course, that's worth a second. A really a sensible plan for the Saints, though, might be just tagging Jameis for next year, saying, okay, we're not going to go into this quarterback class. We're just going to give him another year coming off the injury and see where he is. I don't know what happened to Jameis, though. He's so much less dynamic than he was in uh in tampa like obviously he's, he's not playing controlled football he's, right? yeah but he is but he's not his it's too controlled in my opinion um at five and two is yeah it too controlled I, it just to me like that's not you can't win a super bowl like that 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 that's fair maybe that's step one though with with james fair you enough are, yeah you're maybe. kind of talking about rebuilding him fair fair because you're trying to chase the mistakes but out of him arm looks while, weaker to me while basically getting the other stuff so maybe when we Sean Payton we know he kind of does this this incremental path with his quarterback so you're going to get this concept then we're going to go on to the next concept once you've mastered that and so on and maybe that's just part of the the stair-step process with Jameis Winston that they have is okay first thing we're going to do is we're going to make sure you are not the fountain of mistakes that you were in Tampa Bay here's the other big move you can make the Tennessee Titans, unfortunately, mm. just one week after I put in my Derrick Henry for MVP bet, oh, uh, no. have potentially lost Derrick Henry for the season, and it sounds like that's the way it's trending. Why not send Melvin Gordon over there if they're interested? Now, um, I believe I saw Adrian Peterson just signed to their practice squad. He did. He did. Um, mm-hmm. With the intent of being brought up. I mean, how old is he? Very. Yeah, this is his 15th season. Are you serious? 15 seasons for a running back is Unless you're Frank Gore. I mean, is the next move Frank Gore? The next move should be Melvin (laughs) Gordon for them. Melvin (laughs) Gordon has been extremely productive this year. Um, Obviously, we have a bad taste in our mouths right now because of that fumble at the end of the game yesterday, um, which he hadn't fumbled in, I believe, 217 carries in a row before that. After the spate of fumbles early last year. But Gordon has basically been playing very good football for this team for basically a full season. He is. And again, if the Titans think they're still a contender, now I would, if I were advising them, I would say you aren't. 
Um, but if they if they think they are mm-hmm. trading Melvin Gordon, I don't know what the value would be. Obviously, the value for running backs lower and lower um, over time, unless there's someone like unless Derek it's Henry. Desperate fifth. He says a fifth. I would do that, but you. I think you can get more. I think you probably can get more, but I don't think you can get higher than a fourth. Um, a I think third, you may be able to squeeze in a third. That is, maybe. I mean, that would be, maybe that, that would be a really bad move you by them. But multiple, if you can get it, you need multiple teams bidding for Melvin Gordon at that point. Though. Well, the thing, the thing is, there is, a lot of interest in Gordon league wide. The thing is, is how crucial is that running back position for the Tennessee Titans? They're they're one of just a few teams where you say maybe the only team where you say it is that important. And at where they are coming off some big wins. They could say, yeah, I mean, three huge wins, actually, back-to-back-to-back mm-hmm. weeks where they just beat, you know, two big contenders in the Chiefs and the Bills. They could convince themselves we have to have someone better than a 75-year-old Adrian Peterson back there. And Melvin Gordon, guys, he's been the Broncos' best offensive player this year, in my opinion. He has the second-most offensive yards only to Cortland Sutton. He has the most offensive touchdowns at five. He's proven that he can be a very consistent runner and a good pass catcher, and that's all while splitting reps with Javante Williams. He's been really good. And so the Broncos would be losing, I think, their MVP on the offensive side of the ball up to this point so far. But if you just traded your best defensive player, then it's okay to make that move, especially if you can get good value back for him. And now maybe it's a fourth-round pick for Melvin Gordon, but the Titans say, you got to pay some of the salaries. And the Broncos say, sure, we'll Keep do that. Keep buying picks, but, baby. Let, but let's do it for a third. Or ha- I mean, I don't think you can get a second, but no let's, do it, let's do it for a third. And then George Payton has two second-round picks next year, three third-round picks next year. And that's just a credit to how good Von Miller is, uh, at least right now, how the Rams view him, and how good Melvin Gordon has been so far that you're able to get that back for those guys. What I would tell the, the Titans if I were advising them is, there's absolutely positively no replacing Derrick Henry. So don't kid yourselves that there is. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. And obviously Derrick Henry is their future running back for many years to come. So they would be renting Melvin Gordon for nine games. Uh, it's If they really think they're competitive, sure, you do that for a third-round pick. They've already gone down. I, I think you'd be fooling yourself because Derrick yeah. Henry is a once, maybe once in a lifetime, lifetime. Well, that, type of They're player. already down the path of trying to win now, and they did that the moment they traded for Julio Jones. Right, but so why not just why not just good, remain yes, I love this. on that path? I mean, Please. you're already you're already barreling down the highway if you're Tennessee and trying to win now. Melvin has to be the so best available the running back too, right? In the same way that I think yes. Teddy might be the best available quarterback, and that's why these discussions if he was available, these but discussions I don't think are so interesting because you have two teams with needs that literally just arose in the last 24 hours, and they dovetail perfectly with players that the Broncos could trade if they just said, all right, we are we are playing for the future. The, the moment doesn't matter. I mean, you had – there you were three and four. You get a win. I mean, you're, you're back within, what, a game of the playoffs now? Or half game? Who? The Broncos. Yeah. At four and four? Yep. Half game or a full game within the playoffs? I think it's a half. Yeah. And you had 11,755 no-shows yesterday. The town is turned off on, on your team. Oh, I mean, uh, yeah. I, you know, I tweeted it out yesterday. I've never seen anything like it. The I think the no-show count was probably higher oh, than the 11,700 points. It wasn't and even close like to 11,000. Like I told Ryan, when the game was still in the balance, three, four minutes left yeah. uh, with the football team driving, half the stadium was empty. That's the thing. People like, left the bar like when it was still a close game. So weird. Ha- 
I mean, you looked up in the upper deck, even like in the like in the middle of the second quarter, and you had some some sections that were half empty. Yeah. In the middle of the second quarter, Bef- it's before you have that attrition of people saying, "Oh, this game stinks." Oh, it's cold. I want to go home. And and Mace, we had this conversation. Yeah. There's all the excuses, right? It's Halloween. It's cold. Uh, last was night was a big party cold. night. When was that an excuse those for things, Broncos country? Those before? things have never in mm. my entire life applied to the Broncos. That's the type of stuff we talk about with the Buffs. Ah, uh, students had a long night last night. There's no mm-hmm. way they're going to make a 130 kickoff. Right. That's. I mean, that's <laughs> small time stuff. You know, and there are other NFL franchises that deal with this kind of stuff. It has never been the Broncos. So excuse the excuses actually make it sound worse to me. If if it's you know about the weather and not just the team sucking, um, then the, the you know that, that's a bi- that's another big problem. What are you clinging to here if you're the Broncos? Now you're you're not clinging. The future. Yeah. Right. right now you're not clinging to much in terms mm-hmm. of this team right now by making that move for Von Miller. So just I mean, get whatever you can get for for anyone. To me, it's go go all or nothing. Okay, then let's go through a few more names here, guys, and really focus on guys on the final year of their deal since that's what Vaughn was Tim Patrick yeah for what unless you are planning like like I said mm-hmm. and this is and I'll, I'll I've said this a lot but I'll reiterate it once again it's George Payton's job to look at the roster and say which one of these players which of these players will be on the next Denver Broncos Super Bowl team and if you answer is yes you keep them. if your answer is no you you trade them for whatever you need okay so then in this conversation you're probably thinking and talking about Cortland Sutton as well another mm-hmm. guy on the final year of his deal. So how do you approach the trade deadline with both of those guys right now? You, you pick one and keep and keep one of them. Whatever, you know, you decide. Um, if you're saying, okay, we, like, we know that George Payton loves Cortland. Mm-hmm. So if he's saying, I love Cortland, Cortland and Jerry, that's my wide receiver duo of the future. Once we get our quarterback, those two guys are going to destroy secondaries. Then you trade Tim Patrick. If and, you say, yeah. we don't want to pay the tax that we're going to have to pay to keep Cortland Sutton around, which will be significant. Yep. yep. And then you say, the, well, yeah. let's go with Tim Patrick. And that's the thing, like with receivers, it's a question of the value of paying for that position because the one thing that you can pretty easily find in the draft, even in free agency, in the second or third wave, are capable wide receivers. There's a glut of productive receivers. Now, Cortland is special. And generally speaking, you do pay for special. But at the same time, if you let's say you've already decided, I'm I'm not bringing both of them back. It's one or the other, and it's close. And then someone comes in with like a second rounder for Cortland Sutton, which would exceed what you would get in compensatory pick value if he walked in the spring. Then you'd have to think long and hard. About you do, that. Ha- and you got to know: is he coming back? One of my questions would be: Why would he? You know, obviously, no quarterback. right? That's yeah. what I mean. You know, um, it, like in a world where Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay, this is like a nightmare mm-hmm. scenario. Aaron Rodgers doesn't come to Denver; he stays in Green Bay, and he's like, "I need a wide receiver. Why wouldn't Cortland Sutton want to go there?" Yeah, that absolutely. Yeah. He 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 would, and that's how I that's how I put it last week. I think you'd get a fourth round pick for Tim Patrick if you were to make a trade now. What if some team offers you a first for Cortland Sutton? His value's never been higher. He's a pro bowler playing at that level 
this year through the first couple of games with back from injury with Teddy Bridgewater. Yes. You do that, in my opinion. Then you keep Tim Patrick. And because you have what should be a superstar receiver in Jerry Judy opposite him. So, yes, is Cortland better than Tim? Yeah. And, and is his ceiling higher? Yeah. But how many superstar receivers do you need? How much? How much did it help having Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders after Peyton Manning left? Well, it, it, it didn't. That's bingo. You hit the nail on the head because you've had these good receiving cores for not all, but most of the last five and a half seasons, right? You've had potentially two A-list receivers for much of that time on your roster. And what have you done, Bupkis? And you've done Bupkis because you haven't had the quarterback. It is all about the quarterback. Did you write period. that yourself? Yes, I did. Remember Tim Russer, 20, 2000 election, Florida, Florida, Florida on his whiteboard. This is my equivalent of the whiteboard. QB, QB, QB. I don't Anything understand your ne- political references. Everything needs to be about accumulating assets for whatever you're going to a quarterback, whether it is trading up to pick one, whether it is trading for a veteran. And kind of take it further. Let's say it's Aaron Rodgers, all right? Mm. If you if you I think that's topical now, if you trade for Aaron Rodgers, then effectively you might just replace Cortland Sutton with Devontae Adams mm. because the the Packers probably can't afford that contract either. And they uh, yeah, and they'd be kind of smart if they're gonna have. Well, I don't know. You if you're trying to develop mm. Jordan Love, you probably want to uh, keep Devontae Adams with him. But I know. What but you're we saying. know Adams has kind of cast his eye elsewhere toward either being with Aaron right. Rodgers or reuniting with his. Good buddy from college, Derek Carr. And yeah, I, I think I uh, saw him on the sidelines say to Aaron Rodgers, home is wherever I'm with you. <laughs> Wait, did much. he sing it, though? Yes. Home yeah. is wherever it's, I think it's his favorite yeah. song. Guys, I think today was a bad day in the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes for oh. the Broncos, though. Because mm. what, what have you been talking about? Rebuilding, rebuilding, rebuilding. You don't go out and get Aaron Rodgers if, if you're rebuilding. And not that... Of course, you would want Aaron Rodgers if you could get him next year, but you're thinking in terms of when you're planning this team, you're thinking, who do I want with Aaron Rodgers? I want Von Miller with Aaron Rodgers, don't I? But then also mm-hmm. it comes down to what, because you can, you can turn in the offseason and say, okay, we traded Von, we still want Aaron. But how appealing is the Denver Broncos to Aaron Rodgers, who will control his future if you've traded away some pieces, if you've including traded away, your Von Miller. I don't think Von affects it that much. If you were to trade away Cortland, I think that that's something he would say, like, well, I don't want to get into another one of these situations where they don't value the receiver position. Unless he, unless the corresponding right. move is, is to bring Devontae. Brings Devontae with him as well. And mm-hmm. you now have more assets to trade for an Aaron Rodgers if, if you're going to go down that road. Um, Mace, you said every single move you should make is with the QB in mind. Every single move you should make is with getting sexy pizza tonight in mind. Uh, 13 nice. years in the Denver community, true local business. They've even got philanthropies uh, where every uh, a portion of the profits for every single one that is bought goes to different charities right here in Colorado and nonprofits right here in Colorado. There's all sorts of different options down there. I happen to love, uh, they put some green chilies on one of the pizzas that they bring Can't down beat it. Uh, to the DNVR tailgate. It's absolutely delicious. Um, and so check out our friends over at Sexy Pizza. Like I said, make sure every move you make is with that in mind. And then if you uh, go to Sexy Pizza, you have to make sure every move after that is to get yourself to Green Mountain Dental because you <laughs> need to make sure to take care of your teeth. And, of course, our friends over at Green Mountain Dental are the best damn family-owned dentist in the Denver metro area. They're only 15 minutes from downtown Denver, and they're a longtime partner of DNVR, part of our family over here at DNVR. So you know when you go there, you're going to be taking 
taken care of, treated right, and also talk some Colorado sports. And of course, just like a good family member, they give you a gift if you go and check them out. If you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam, our friends over at Green Mountain Dental will give you a free Sonicare toothbrush. It doesn't get any better than that. We all go to the dentist twice a year anyways. You might as well go somewhere. It's part of our family that will talk Colorado sports with you and that they'll give you a free Sonicare toothbrush. So go check them out. Schedule that cleaning, x-ray, and exam and get that free Sonicare toothbrush over at Green Mountain Dental. They'll tell you to floss twice a day. And if you have some of that great beef from Hassel Cattle Company, you're probably going to want to floss a little more than that because you might get some of that wonderful blue car wag you stuck between your teeth. You get it out, but still, it's a great meal. And guess what? You can get some of that blue collar wag you beef from Hassel Cattle Company here at the DMVR bar. We've got the Hassel Cattle Company burger. You can put all the toppings you want on it, or you can just go something simple. Lettuce, tomato, onion, a little bit of ketchup. The beef is so good, so flavorful that you're not going to want to do something to overwhelm the taste of it. So I say keep it simple with that. And guess what? If you want Hassle Cattle Company beef at home, you can get 10% off your purchase with the code DMVR10. That's 10% off your purchase every time. Of course, Hassle Cattle Company is the best source for farm table Wagyu beef in the country. They're a fourth generation cattle farm out of Texas. So you know what? If you're going to have a Broncos Cowboys home tailgate on Sunday, wouldn't you want some Texas beef? For yeah. that to yeah. celebrate and that also you know honor vaughn as well mm. although that would be chicken that is true that is true yeah because he's a chicken <laughs> farmer. i was just thinking texas so let's just right. think of texas let's think of beef you know you're gonna want to have some beef for your cow for your bronco cowboy theme meal on sunday so check out hassle cattle company get some of their blue collar wagyu beef of course they've got smoked sausage new york strip beef bacon franks with no flavor with no fillers and two jerky flavors original and sweet and spicy HassleCattleCompany.com. That's H-A-S-S-E-L-L. CattleCompany.com. Use the code DNVR10 for 10% off. And if you get that order, $200 free shipping. So basically, that's like another, another what, 10, 15% off? It's a big discount if you get that order to, to $200 over at HassleCattleCompany.com. All right, guys. We got a couple comments uh, that came in on the website and then we've got some super chats to hit so let's jump into these and try to make them somewhat snappy if we've already, we've already run very long and we're going to focus on the comments from the website on the ones of von miller so if you left yeah. another comment uh leave that on tomorrow's podcast and, and throughout the week and we'll get to it first one coming in from h-town bronco he says how clever for the broncos defense to dress up in professional Oh, that was not a Von Miller one. So here we go. Um, got a few new ones. Here we go. From Casper says, fellas, I'm going to be rooting for the Rams to win the Super Bowl just for Von. But with his Broncos career over, where does he rank among players that were drafted by the Broncos and played most of their career in Denver? He says his top five are Steve Atwater, five, Von Miller, four, Terrell Davis, three, two, Floyd Little, and one, Shannon Sharp. How say you? What was the question? So how does Vaughn compare to other players that were drafted by the Broncos? So John Elway does not factor into this. Mm. Right. John Elway, Peyton, Manning, Peyton obviously. Yeah. I think you you got to start with first ballot Hall of Famers. Um, and there's two of them. Uh, Terrell, or no, no, not Terrell Davis. Shannon Sharp. At one, was, I guess John Shannon Sharp wasn't first ballot. Oh, no, no, no. You're right. You're right. Um, I'm sorry. You start with Hall of the, Famers, though. That was it. The Broncos yeah. don't have a first ballot right. drafted Hall of Famer right. unless Von Miller go, is a first ballot Hall of Famer. And I think and if he gets he that honor, he goes to number one. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I mean, right now you probably just start with the Hall of Famers in TD, um, uh, Shannon Sharp. Who would you go one? I'd go TD one. 
over over Shannon. I would go TD one as well. The only reason I would go with Floyd number one is just Fair. this is historic importance to the franchise. Fair. I mean, the only guy. I mean, Peyton was import was vital, but the only person more important in Broncos history and developing this franchise than Floyd Little is John Elway. Fair. That's crazy. And so I mean, that's you, why you, I got to go with him number one. You talk about their first ballot Hall of Famers. It's Champ Bailey, not drafted here. Mm-hmm. John Elway, not drafted here. And obviously Peyton Manning, not drafted here. So Von Miller is the guy that has the best shot to do that mm-hmm. for the Broncos. Sure does. How about that? Next one from Orange Crushing It. He says, I had a plan to write a comment outlining why this whole coaching philosophy is still rooted in John Elway's hires, including George Peyton, and that all we needed was new faces to make a change. Then Vaughn was traded. The fact that Vaughn was traded is understandable. He was going to likely be out after this season, and Peyton got some value, and Vaughn has a chance to get another ring before he hangs him up. That being said, the fact that Vaughn was traded before a single member of this coaching staff left the building is a slap in the face to the team they are asked to sacrifice their bodies for week in and week out, and a giant spit in the face of this fan base. They're really going to trade arguably the best defensive player in Broncos history, then ask the fans to show up and watch them still contend by run, run, by Mr. Run, run, pass the Broncos have been poorly coached since Manning left and I we've spent too many years watching boring old school lazy football I think I speak for all of us when I say I'd rather watch an exciting energetic loss than a win they likely had over Washington this Von Miller move is the latest and ab ab abhorrent ab abhorrent thank you moves by this team go Rams. Oh, see again, if you're something I would never say. Exactly. And (laughs) and look, you have to consider the value of what the Broncos are getting. If you're rooting for the, if you're, I'm sorry, if you're rooting for the Rams, you're a Von Miller fan more than you're a Bronco fan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, man, it's gonna be hard to root. It's gonna be hard to ask Broncos fans to root against the Rams because I'm. We know they're gonna make the playoffs. We know they're probably gonna win a couple playoff games, and then if they're if they're in the Super Mm -hmm. Bowl. It's only one pick. Th- then you're definitely right. Then at that point, yeah, yeah. But like right, right now, when the, you could, there's actually some, but some real value to be gained here. Again, I mean, the best thing for the Broncos is if the Rams somehow fade. Highly unlikely that's going to yeah, happen. It's just not going to happen. I mean, I think the best case is they don't win the division, so they're a wild card team and they lose in the wild card round. And then you're picking 20 ish. Yeah, yeah. It's te- yeah. basically it's a lot potentially 30. a ten pick difference. Yeah, compared to if they if they'd won it all. What yeah. I'm saying is it, it, they're going to mm-hmm. make the playoffs, so it's just tough to root against them week in and week out in the regular right. season if you want to see Vaughn succeed. But there's sure. another point to that comment. Like, okay, Sunday's loss was bo- it was it was a good they won, but it was boring, right? Sure was. But they the last been, minute they've been bad and boring with Vaughn Miller. Yeah. Oh, what are you clinging to here? Speaking of that last minute, guys, someone got in Vic Fangio's ear. Or he realized that it was a bad decision to put it all on the coaching, all on the offensive coaches yesterday. Uh, today, what he said uh, was that he did give clearance to that play, which he did not say yesterday. Let me let me add. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said, if you want to blame someone for it, blame me because I did not stop that play from happening, and I knew about it. So maybe he thought Pat was getting fired, and then he found out today he wasn't. And he's like, "Oh, <laughs> right. I gotta build. I gotta mend some bridges here." One sec. Someone in that building probably told him about all the comments of people saying that, "Yeah, he threw his offensive coaches under the bus." I wonder what person would be telling him about what people are saying. Uh, okay, and uh, how to respond to that? Yes, yeah. let's move on. All right, we gotta get in some super chats. All we, right, we've hit him from the website. Let's go super chat time. Uh, just two dollars from Dre and Slay Gaming. Teddy to the Saints. I'm in. Mm. 
Yep, yep, that would be a full, full rebuild. Fine, fine by me. All right, if the Broncos are building capital for a quarterback, what would it take to make a splash and trade for Russ today slash tomorrow? Holy cow. You'd huh. be buying low on Russ. I mean, he'd be an injured Russ. Yeah, can you so even buy and low. do that? Sure you can. I, you can. Just the team has to sign it. Madden won't right. do it because you can't sign off on it during uh, when guy's injured, yeah, but yeah. Uh, now you could. Um, you got an extra two and an extra three. So, I mean. A one. A one. Two, two, one, two ones, two, 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 two ones, two twos, two threes. That's so much. No. For um, a guy who should, but for a guy who should probably have, unlike Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson probably has at minimum but five years, Wait, w- potentially ten. What'd you say? What What was your package? Two ones, two twos, two threes. Uh, phone is hung up. Are you kidding me? That's offensive. To it, who? You, you You start with three ones. Three twos. Oh, come three, on. I, I mean, we're, we're talking about a guy just like well, you said, no, me. I'm starting. That's where I'm starting. And Seattle and the, may the say, okay, we want we're talk- more. We're, we were talking this offseason, Ryan, about trading mm. three first-round picks for Aaron Rodgers, who's 38 years old. You get a guy that's five years younger, and you're going to come in here and offer me less? Get out of here. All right. I mean, I, I don't. it doesn't really – so this would be the move that you, you wouldn't say, like, oh, they were rebuilding when they traded Vaughn. Ha- you would say, okay, they had to trade Vaughn to get the capital necessary to then trade for Russell Wilson. Everyone's ecstatic. Yep. No one even remembers, you know, uh, what happened today if yep. that happens tomorrow. I mean, yep. basically, if you structure it right, you, you'd be punting next year's draft, but maybe you're only Fine. sacrificing your first-round pick in 23, and you're keeping the rest of it, so – all right, next one. Uh, all right, why are we holding on to Gordon and Teddy? I mean, it can't like. Why are we do holding have to on ha- to our starting quarterback? <laughs> it takes two to tango. Like you yeah. can't just say like we're trading them and then just like you know you, it, it's set, making trades is a process. So I mean, maybe they're trying to. I'd be very very shocked if George Payton is shopping Teddy Bridgewater. It would take. The Saints right. calling them and saying, what's it going to take? And teams aren't going to just give you assets if they can get for something for nothing. Like, that's why the Titans signing Adrian Peterson is like, okay, well, we don't have to trade for a running back. We can just sign AP and bring him up, what? and we can keep the draft cap. I think that's them saying, like, well, let's pretend like we're, we think this is still a shot. If that's the only right, move, they right? Make. And and also let's let's talk about Melvin for a second because guys, Melvin, it's very clear how much the Broncos still value him. They're not going to give him away, so that's why they're not shopping him. Uh, and the reason is, Javante Williams has played really well, and Melvin Gordon is still getting more reps per game. He's still getting more snaps per game. He's still getting more rushing attempts per game. And he's that's, doing a lot with it. Yeah, exactly. So that's how they view him. They view him that highly, so they're not going to give him away. And Javante hasn't played that well the last couple games. Right. He's, he's had Should have flat- had a fumble yesterday. Officially, it didn't go into the books as a fumble in the game book. Oh, really? They're on that first down, but that should have been a fumble. So if, right. if, so if they had recovered, they would have challenged it, and it would have yeah. ended up a fumble. Yeah, exactly. So basically now, I mean, let's say, let's say you count that as a fumble, then he's got two fumbles in 100 touches. I'm, that's a one fumble every 50 touches is a concerning rate. Yeah, but Melvin Gordon also has a a, a concerning fumble problem over the course yeah. of his career. But over not, the course of his career, but not yeah. one every fifty touches. No, I mean and that'll yeah. obviously balance it's been 200 out. Two hundred touches, I think, since the last right. time Melvin fumbled and before he, yesterday, and, and, that, and that was, I believe, that. the flea flicker. So not totally um, mm. like a, a fumble problem, just right. a really bad toss. <laughs> right. Right. All right. Next one. 
All right. Any chance Vaughn returns to the Broncos in the offseason like Sharp did after he won a Super Bowl with the Ravens? Imagine we get A-Rod and sign Vaughn back. Dream on. Never say never. Dream on. Never say never. <laughs> yeah. um, and I won't add the Mike Tomlin, but never. Um, <laughs> That's probably the cer- only circumstance where he's back. It's if, a, they've it, brought in, if they've brought in an elite quarterback... And he's gotten he's gotten a ring with the Rams, and then it's like okay, well, I just I don't think the Rams are gonna let Vaughn go yeah. because of what they had that's, to that's give up case, w- was a lot. And, and it's true. Um, if I were a fan of the Rams, I would say I'm they better yeah. you know keep him for at least two years. You're not paying all of your second or all of your day two picks for nine games for one chance at yeah. this thing. Yeah, um, especially because we know it is very difficult to win a Super Bowl. Yep. And, and their their odds increased a little bit today. I don't say they're like dramatically increased in my eyes. Man, I do. I By the do. way, the Rams right now, based on all their contracts they already have accumulated, they are within four point four six million dollars of next year's sal- projected salary cap. Mm, yep. the so cap. they don't have, have to do some. They're gonna have to do some moves, but I'm sure they'll make it happen. Yeah. yeah. Because I don't think you trade. And guys, the Rams are paying seven hundred thousand dollars to have Von Miller on this team for more than half a season. Only thing I wish is that um, Wade Phillips was still their DC, oh, so there was that man. reunion. No, yeah, and a keep. Just bring a keep back. Yes. Bring him down from the booth. Bring at least like make him a secondary coach. <laughs> right. Exactly. All right. Next one. All right. Long live King Von. Yeah. Right mm-hmm. on. Feel yeah. that. This is a carryover from our first attempt at the pod. Mm. I've had to explain to at least five people today why the Vaughn trade is a good one. Also, had a ton of fun at the tailgate yesterday. Thank God for the garage. Yes, the garage kept us warm and in the know about what was going on in the football world. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's one where a lot of people probably just don't want to hear today why it's a good trade. Yep. And I yeah. totally understand those people. Yeah, and, and they probably okay won't mourn. watch this podcast. And it's okay to mourn for a little bit. but But at the end of the day, George Payton made the uh, non-emotional decision here, and I think it's good for the Broncos. I do too. Now, again, is this to acquire capital to trade up for a quarterback this year? That scares me. Is it to acquire capital, you know, just to be more flexible, maybe make a trade for another quarterback? You know, that can excite you. Again, it's all about what you do with this, with what you acquired. But I think you, you know, I was thinking about this. At what point did Von Miller stop being worth a first-round pick? I think I think it was a, a little while ago. Probably so, before last year. Yeah. So I think it was even before that. And to me, the fact that you're still able to get this much value for him, mm. which I would, if you would have asked me yesterday, what's he worth? I would have said a third. Mm. Yeah. And then would you? Well, maybe, and 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 that's exactly maybe what George Payton got for him, and then a second to eat this out for nine million dollars. <laughs> Best deal ever. Yep, it really is. So let's assume like it's pick 64 and pick 96, right? Okay. The Rams win the Super Bowl. That's 386 points of, of, of draft value. That's basically the 51st or 52nd pick. So a high second draft. round or a mid-second That's the lowest, round pick. It, the lowest it can be worth is the equivalent of a mid-second round pick. You know what George Payton says? He says, mm, how many day three picks can I get for this additional second and this additional third round pick since no, he loves straight oh, no. back? Oh, please no. don't. Please oh, no. don't. All right, next one. Uh, speaking of which, be honest about the picks. They will be 29 to 32 in each round. It's a third and a fourth. See, no, it's not. Well, it's like, a the second, second round third. doesn't just end <laughs> right. when it gets late in the, in the round. And that's kind of what we're talking yeah. about, though, that once the Rams get to the playoffs, because they're going to get to the playoffs – then you can root for them to lose if you're not rooting for Von Miller because then we're talking about, what, picks 50 
or, or no, picks 40 and uh, 50? No. No, the, no if picks they 40 make, and if they, 70 If they something. make the playoffs, the, the earliest the pick could be is pick 51, but that's only right. if they have the worst record of any team in the playoffs because what happens is they sort the draft picks based on round so like if they lose in the first round they would it would be pick it could it could be no later than the 24th pick in the second round so that would be pick 55 but and that so that's 56, where the 10 pick difference 56. comes in so basically if they make the playoffs and lose in the first round it's pick 49 to 50 or yeah, forty nine to fifty six. Either way, I mean, it, or fifty one to fifty six. The opinion. way I would look at it is, um, two top one hundred picks, right? And yeah. one a high, to, you know, a mid top one hundred and one a late top one hundred. Those are top one hundred picks. Whether you want to call them second round picks, third round picks, whatever you want to say, um, those are high value picks. Really, you know, most draft guys would say like top 100 picks are where it's at those where you can get high level players there yep. wasn't a person in the nfl who thought the vaughn that the broncos could get a deal involving a second round pick for vaughn without this sort of financial balance yep. the broncos won did a good job as right. good a job as they could do two quick ones here at the end this one's for vaughn there we go brian mm-hmm. shout out brian and finally Coming in from Bryce, very heartbroken. Hope to see KJ, Gordon, and Fuller traded as well now. Move for a QB has to be made. No more losing Denver Broncos for life. Hmm, KJ meaning Cream Jackson. Cream Jackson. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're not trading KJ Hamler with a torn ACL. Cream Jackson has to have value to teams out there. Especially you want to get Caden Stearns out there. The interesting thing is you start saying, all right, what do you do? Kyle Fuller, he's already on your bench. He's basically worth nothing at this point to you. You're going to get O.J. Moody and Bassey back anyway, so there's even le- less value there. Gordon, we talked about Javante Williams. You've got There's your replacement. Kareem Jackson, you'd get Caden Stearns out there more, and clearly they want to see what they have in Caden Stearns. And with Kareem Jackson, a team acquiring him would only eat like a $2 million in set. Or no, no, less less than a that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that would be a, a great deal for a team to get Kareem Jackson, a guy that can absolutely play football this year. You could even re-sign him to a year or two. But maybe this truly is a nine-game rental for a team that's competing. That would make sense. The Broncos, however, aren't going to get a lot back in return. You're talking a day three pick, but then the advantage is, is you get to see Caden Stearns in a full-time role. Caden Stearns and Justin Simmons excites me. Mm-hmm. That is a rangy duo. Yep. And of course, Bryce Callahan, you can't trade because of his injury now. Uh, and Garrett Bowles, guys, looks like he's going to be out a couple of weeks with a uh, high ankle sprain. So it's time for Calvin Anderson. Let's see if he can quiet them. And speaking of this, it's time for us to do that and end this show. Mm -hmm. Uh, But appreciate everyone who tuned in on a, uh, I I like to call it a confusing day in Broncos country. A lot of mixed emotions out there. And I really understand uh, all of them coming in from everyone. So we appreciate you guys coming in with us. Hopefully you feel a little better Mm -hmm. uh, after us talking through that. Maybe you don't. I don't know. But uh, you'll definitely feel a little better after you head over to Green Mountain Dental Group and have them take care of your teeth. Um, if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, they will hook you up with a free Sonicare toothbrush over there. They're a family atmosphere. If you go over there today, I bet you they're talking about the Von Miller trade because they're that kind of people over there. Uh, big Denver sports fans, big DNVR people, and we appreciate them deeply. We appreciate all of you as well, and I appreciate you too as well. Uh, we'll take we'll it. Back at you. We'll, be, we'll be back on the show tomorrow. See you guys later.
Take you back one last time. 